Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. Today, I am so excited to bring you this episode because my guest is truly transformational. She is a transformational energy coach, but after you listen to this episode, I think you're going to be transformed truly. I know I was just by talking with her. Her name is Ghoul Sunmez, and God, this interview is just one that I'm having trouble putting into words because I am left so affected by what we talked about. We're going to speak about transformational energy coaching. We're also going to speak about anxieties, fear, depression, when you feel stuck, when you have self-doubt, and what we can actually do to heal ourselves. We also speak a lot about psychic abilities and improving your psychic abilities because part of what Ghoul does is channel people's past traumas and their buried memories to help them overcome anxieties, self-doubt, and stressors in their lives in order to live more aligned purposeful lives. Now, after our chat, I stopped recording and Ghoul channeled some stuff from my own past that was fucking incredible. And I was crying. I mean, you're not going to hear that because it was really personal, but I'm telling you guys, like this woman is amazing. So Ghoul worked in large multinational corporations like P&G, Procter & Gamble, and Coca-Cola for 15 years. And she started to manifest pain and injuries in her own body. After some transformational healing of her own, she realized she had this ability to channel energy. And so she stepped into this life that she wanted to create for herself. She says it was an act of pivotal, radical self-care to leave her home country of Turkey and move to Luxembourg. She left her job. She left her marriage. She left her friends and her teachers behind for this new corporate job. She was working for Amazon's European headquarters. And that actually led her to work with her very first client. It was a friend's son who had gotten a brain tumor surgery, and they'd asked her if she could provide some healing for him in the hospital. She says on the surface, it seemed like that was her job to be his healer. But in reality, he healed her. And I love this quote that she has in her bio. As the famous poet Rumi once famously said, what you seek is seeking you. I feel like I was seeking her without even knowing it. If you're listening to this podcast, you're seeking this as well. She is seeking you. You're going to be transformed after listening to this. I really just cannot wait. Through Ghoul's incredible gifts, she has radically changed her own life and she has profoundly redesigned the lives of others around her. Ghoul has an amazing online course that she is kicking off next week. It is called Awaken and Rise. It's a transformational three-month journey back to rediscover yourself. You can find out more information about that on her website. I will put that information in the show notes below. And I really, really, really feel like if you feel called to work with her, you're going to want to set up a discovery call, speak with Ghoul yourself, and consider working with her in that course or maybe doing some one-on-ones because I'm telling you guys, she is just amazing. So please join me in welcoming Ghoul Sunmez to the Light Within podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. 
I am excited too. So the first question I love to ask is what ignites your light within? Wow, <laughs> really good question. And I've been thinking what ignites my light within. I think for me, the most important thing is that the transformation is always possible. So whenever I get lost, whenever I feel like there is struggle, whenever I have physical disease, because my healing journey is a bit related with physical symptoms and diseases, I always remind myself that the transformation is possible. It's just the inner work you do. And I can do it by myself, so which is amazing. So with the inner work, you can shift everything around you. So this idea, whenever I get lost, whenever I need to ignite myself, helps me to come back. So in one word, I always say, when you shift internal, external shifts, knowing that, and I can work on my internal, <laughs> anyone can work on their internal, is just so empowering for me. Wow, that was beautiful. And you kind of already mentioned, you know, about the work that you're doing to heal yourself. Can you introduce yourself and tell us about the work that you bring into the world? So uh, I am actually helping um, individuals, usually leaders in their field, to who has struggles through self-doubt, imposter syndrome, anxiety, depression, or who feels stuck um, to with self-worth issues. Um, to move on with their lives. So my work comes in when you are at that stage and you know that there's somebody out there can help you to move from this stuckness. Uh, then I help them to move with their life, to transform their life, actually, because I'm obsessed with self-healing. <laughs> and my niche is about how you can use this kind of things, this kind of spiritual toolbox, tools, and etc to profoundly transform, like change your life in a way rather than just feeling okay or feeling good. And how did you get into that path? Oh, I was sick. <laughs> I had nothing to do get into that path. <laughs> My journey started almost nine years ago, but with physical sickness. So I had to get some surgeries. I was not understanding why it's happening to me. And uh, I go to a very serious depression and, and lost all my self-worth when I go through my divorce period. I totally lost it. I was going to psychologists, trying different therapies, and nothing was helping. I was still questioning why it happened to me. Can my life really change? I remember sitting and crying. I wish I changed all aspects of my life, my country, my job, my husband. I was just thinking how it's possible rather than that, <laughs> rather than going to the other side. Mm -hmm. And at this time, one of my friends suggested me to work with a healer, and this is how I caught up into yeah. Nothing fancy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, though, that you say, you know, you're going through these major life changes as far as like um, your divorce and you were also physically ill and that brought on things like depression. When I was in my late 20s, I went through depression and I've had anxiety kind of my whole life, but I was also going through a major divorce. And it's interesting, like you mentioned that, you know, your internal world affects your outer world. But I think the same is also true. Your outside world really does impact your inner world if you don't really know how to keep it from having this just yeah. disastrous, potentially disastrous effect on you. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. To be honest, when I started healing first five years, it was the results were so slow because I was more focusing on the outer world. <laughs> when I mm -hmm. shift all my focus to internal, in three years, all my life shift, all my life. Like I changed the country, the job, the husband. <laughs> now I'm with my soulmate. I'm remarried again after these years. But 
every time I wanted to work on others, they brought me back to work on the internal. First, it was a bit hard to accept because it's harder than the other one because you just work on your darkness. And yes, it's not super fancy <laughs> to look at your dark sides, to forgive them and etc. Uh, but yeah, but in the end, it's possible. And five years ago, or four, uh, one of my friend's son got brain tumor surgery and he couldn't wake up. He was in coma. And the mother asked me if I can work with him as a healer. I wanted to say no. <laughs> I didn't want to help anyone because I'm obsessed with my own healing more than people. Mm -hmm. And I had an amazing career, to be honest. But this is, I took my first client, then word of mouth and one other. Then it became a business for me. Mm. That's amazing. And... Why do you think people shy away so much from working on their inner darkness, their shadows? So now I have data to talk about this because I ran a course last year. And when I asked these questions, I was, to be honest, expecting because it's hard, uh, because I don't have time, because some special people. I was looking for answers like that. But the clear data <laughs> and everybody's from the, we had one Buddhist background. Muslim background, Christian background, someone from Australia, someone from New York, someone from Dubai, someone from UK. It was a total mix of people. And the data shows, everybody says, I know that it's possible. I don't know where to start is the first one. The second one, people need a process, a bit more clear actions to take on. So they believe that everybody is almost awakened because we know the men, not everybody, most people, whoever is listening to this podcast, because otherwise you wouldn't dare to listen or you wouldn't even care. But if you do your meditation, if you care about your, for example, morning routine podcast, the one that you did, probably you're also awakened, right? You know there is something. And all these people are looking for actually something to improve their connection and they need a bit more structured method. So usually we don't do it when we don't know. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. The fact that it feels a bit overwhelming and there are so many different possible paths that it's really hard to hone in on which one's going to work for you. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about anxiety. So I love that this is something that you really work with. Um, yeah. It's something I have dealt with for really as long as I can remember. I remember being a very worried little kid, probably for very little to no reason. But how do you uh, believe anxiety starts? Like, where does it come from? And is it possible to overcome it? The good news, it's 100% possible to overcome it because anxiety is just an emotion. <laughs> an emotion literally means the energy of the motion, right? So... When you change your energy, <laughs> you can move from anxiety. But to be more specific on anxiety, usually anxiety, when you're anxious, you feel like on your solar chakra, where your stomach, your digestives are. The reason is, according to Chinese medicine, this is anxiety. We either block it in our spleen or in stomach. So it's usually, this is why we feel on the area of solar chakra. So... And what solar chakra is about? It's all about our inner power, claiming our power. So usually when we know everything works, when we trust, we don't feel anxious, right? So for example, before coming to this podcast, I just check the camera or the microphone and I'm like, okay, I'm not anxious about it. But I know due to the time, the energy is crazy if it's going to work out or not. So I was just meditating and praying and just to keep the space for us. So the, the cure of anxiety is actually to trust. 
But I know it is so hard to trust when your marriage is falling apart. <laughs> it's nice to say it is so hard to trust when when they told you that you're not getting the promotion. It is so hard to trust when you had abuse, right? When you trusted someone and you had sexual abuse. In this kind of situations, you lose this trust. You lose the idea of surrender. And let's face it, we all have these memories. Most of us, we lose that somewhere on the way. So the cure for it, if you ask for me, for anxiety, is to find out the thing that block you, the memories that block you, and understand the lessons, and change your emotion, because it's all about emotion, to the things that give you this feeling, okay, I know I'm protected. I know I trust divine, God, energy, whatever you call it, universe. I know I trust this creator and I know all these struggles, all these things will end beautifully. Like Rumi says, if you know Rumi, if you like mm-hmm. Sufism, when, when your world is upside down, how do you know the down is not good as the up? We don't know. But I understand it's very hard to stay with the leap of faith when everything is crashing. So I have a couple of advices. It all depends your personality. So some of my clients are high achievers, okay? They're the CEOs, they are the corporate people. They like to lead. They're the people who like to change others. They have a mission. And their their mind is so powerful on their spiritual journey. So for those people, I I usually advise and they try and the feedback I get is that when they're so anxious, first they need to brain dump everything because their brain is so busy attacking red left and center. So that anything that helps you to do brain dump, sometimes it's journaling. For me, walking is the best brain dump ever because I connect to nature and I can really, really breathe. Uh, for some people, they're more spiritual. They just need to ask to the divine. So they just need to do special meditations that guide them to talk with their guardian angel or to talk with their inner child, however you call it. So it all depends what makes you feel, take it to the leap of faith kind of a feeling. So that the anxiety can diminish and diminish so you can move to do the action. When you do the action, don't worry. Your hormones will help you. Dopamine will be released and you will be able to move. I mean, it it feels so doable whenever I hear you talk about that. Like when I'm in the midst of feeling like an anxiety panic attack, like I wake up in the middle of the night and some worry has come into my head, it feels very overwhelming. But just hearing you say that, it feels so much more doable. Yeah. Because in it, it's it's just an emotion. And when I was handling with my anxieties that, oh my God, I'm going to get divorced and I will end up alone and I will be miserable and everybody will talk about me. So I know it's not at that space. Okay, let me take the leap of faith. I know it doesn't happen like that. So this is why it's so important that you need to create your unique spiritual toolbox. Even where it is like solar chakra, sometimes when I'm anxious, I just go to the sun (laughs) and I just breathe the sun to my stomach. Breathe and think about my digestive system. Think about my stomach. Because usually we're anxious when we can't also digest something, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the decision is too big. (laughs) We cannot digest the decision. Sometimes even our intuition, like two years ago, I was, they told me, my in my meditations the i'm a channeler this is how i do my sessions i'm very psychic and the voices were telling me to leave my corporate job and i work on one of the biggest e-commerce companies as a mid-level manager so my situation is pretty good and i love my job and 
the news for me was too big. I literally had to digest my intuition, you know? I was like, okay, I need to take the leap of faith and leave my corporate career of 15 years. But sometimes you're not there yet. So this is why all these things will help you to also digest your anxiety so that you can just release it and move with it. Yeah. And how, when it comes to getting, you know, the inner guidance, like you kind of mentioned, you kind of got this download from source while you're in your meditation. I think some people who have lived a life very much, you know, overwhelmed by anxiety or fear might look at that and think, well, what if, like, how do I know it's for my highest good or, or how do I know it is something, it isn't something else like ego or, or my fear talking. So how do you accept and hear those, those guidances from, from your highest self? And how do you know that's really what you're hearing? Yeah. Yeah. The first thing is that there's nothing wrong with you. Everybody that I've worked with, everybody. And I was just, I completed more than 2000 healing sessions. Okay. I'm doing healing night and day in the weekends all my, all the time last four years. And so far, everyone that I work with started saying that I don't know how to hear my own messages. I'm not sure if it's my ego or it's my higher self. We all start from there because we're not used to, because since we brought up as kids, we learn how not to listen or intuition <laughs> we learn how to fit in a system and we learn how to take decision based on seeing the data or take decision based on what's good for everyone so first of all it's okay that in the beginning you're not super sure the second thing what i always say if it's your intuition in milliseconds you're trying to kill it it's like no 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 <laughs> No, 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 no. I cannot do it because then you come with 10,000 things. I cannot leave my job because I have a mortgage. I cannot leave my husband because I'm going to be alone. So immediately your mind and your ego, everything is going to attack you. So I always say it is the first thing. It's the first thing. And you don't need to immediately act on it. The best thing, because only you can know when you try it, right? Without trial, you don't know. I always say when you take the intuitive actions on the easy issues, so, okay, where do I want to go for a restaurant today? Or which friend I want to meet? Or somebody asks you something, should I do it, should I not? When you take your intuition on easy issues, and when you start to see, you know what, I went there, and oh my God, this happened, my intuition was right. Then you learn to listen to your intuition, and then you go one level more. And when you go to one level more, you just sit there. There are so many guided meditation where you talk to your intuition, and when you find it, you just need to have leap of faith once to try. When you try, you always see the results. And nothing can be more profound seeing results by yourself in your own journey. It is the most profound way. Uh, so just look at where you feel scared, where your inner voice is immediately attacking, saying that, no, don't do it. <laughs> this is where your intuition lies. Mm. Wow, I love that. And you mentioned that you work with a lot of these you know, top-level CEOs. You've done 2,000 healings in just the last four years. And I'm sure you are dealing with a lot of people who come to you feeling stuck, right? I yes. think that's one of the most common feelings for people, especially right now. I think the pandemic in the last two, well, almost two years at this point have really left a lot of people feeling stuck. So do you have advice for those people to help them shift that mindset or move towards maybe listening to their intuition and making yeah. goals and moves that way? 
Yeah, yeah. So stuckness is, as you said, the main reason why people work with me. Stuckness is the reason why I start working because my hand was stuck. <laughs> my first injury, the serious injury that I said, okay, something is wrong with me. My right hand was stuck. I couldn't move my 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 thumb. It was literally stuck. Uh, because when we don't take the messages, when we put ourselves in the stuckness, in the end, your body <laughs> never lies. Your body always sends you the message. So I hope you take your messages before <laughs> when they started to send you the little messages. First, it came with me with meniscus and I didn't understand the message. That time I was totally in a different place. But when my hand came, I was like, okay, I'm stuck. What's happening? So for stuckness, uh, usually we're stuck when we're scared to move. It's all about our fears. So I think the, the main thing you need to find your fears. And it's a bit, we're so scared to find our fears. Our fears are actually keeping us in a safe environment. So you just need to go to the fear and understand why it is there, how it is helping you, when it's formed. Because usually majority of our fears are formed when we were kids. When we were a kid, we take lessons from our parents or our ancestors. So we are brought up in some belief formats. And those beliefs are limiting. Some of them are limiting beliefs. They are holding us. And you're just scared because you have these limiting beliefs. For example, uh, three years ago, I did my website, okay? Uh, but before that, for good, I think one and a half years, I worked just pure word of mouth without any website. And every time I wanted to work on website, something was happening. I was getting sick. I had huge fights with my boyfriend. My manager that time was calling me and, can you fly to UK tomorrow? Can you fly to Milan tomorrow? And I'm like, every time I have a focus on the website, something is happening. Then when I start work on the fears, I realize I went to a member of my childhood uh, that I don't feel pretty. So I don't want to put my picture out there because immediately I went to that picture, that memory where my mother made my hair cut really short, but my sister was a bit more powerful than me. She didn't let them to cut her hair. So she left the hairdresser with huge, long curly hairs where I left like I look like a boy. That memory for me, I never felt pretty. And it looks funny now, but to be honest, I never felt it. For me, I was not pretty, so I need to be the clever one. So I'm the successful one, not the pretty mm -hmm. one for sure. Then I realized, okay, I need to work on to feel okay with myself so I can put my picture out there. So, something like that. So I worked mm -hmm. on it, I worked on it. Then I put my picture out there. I managed to do the website. So... Those fears are holding us. Usually it's because of the limiting beliefs. I highly suggest to go to your child. If it, you cannot do it by yourself, take help. There is nothing wrong with taking help. Or there are some guided kind of questions or modules. They ask you questions to journal, rather than just journal. You go to those memories. But it's all the dark side. It's all the fears that keeps us stuck. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, the fact that like something so small as that that little fear that you weren't even really that consciously aware of was something that was keeping you from putting forth a website that was going to, I mean, yeah. I'm sure make your business just take off. And it is something that, 
Like I was thinking you were going to tell me, oh, well, I'm scared of technology or something like that. Like it wasn't even super related to, you know, the real logistics of creating a website, right? Which terrifies me. And now I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what could it really be behind it? That's so wild. And I'm glad that you were able to do that deep inner work because I think especially as as women, that kind of stuff really sits with us and is like so deeply ingrained in us when it comes to our appearance and how that is somehow a judgment of our worth. Yeah. And, and when we're kids, so our creator is also our parents. So the, our relationship with our parents is also connected to our relationship with divine or God or whatever creator, because they, when you're a kid, you just look at your parents to be there for you. And when you have issues there, for example, I got my uh, lower back hernia in my L3, the lower back hernia, when I was 17. I was not doing anything, but it was the time when my father got bankrupt. Now I understand because lower back is just related to trust. You know, you have the support, you have the support of the divine. And when my father bankrupt and lost all the money, we had no support. And not a coincidence, I get a lower back hernia at this age. So this is how everything is connected. You just need to go to those memories and work one by one with little steps. And the good news is you just do it for once. And when you realize, there's, it's not a foo-foo thing. When you realize what happened there, at the same minute, you start to release, actually. So the block doesn't bother you anymore. Mm. Wow. I've just been reading some things about holistic psychology and also the book, The Body Keeps the Score. And all the things that you're saying, I mean, make so much perfect sense. Like the fact that these things do manifest in your body and also, you know, kind of like vice versa. When you start to have something go, maybe the body's ache is the first, you know, aha moment that something more is going on. And it's just, it's crazy that when you said that you felt stuck, your hand was stuck. Yeah. Yeah. But it never lies. And and it's a life journey. When I start healing others, I, if I start working with people. Uh, I went to the doctor because I was, my throat was hurting. And then I had, I learned that I had thyroid and I was destroyed. Okay. I was like, Oh my God, because finally I'm there. I'm helping people now. I healed myself. How can I have thyroid? I was just, I was losing my mind. I was very sad, but to be honest, at that moment, I was hiding my healing business from even my mom because I was so scared that they're going to tell I'm mm. crazy, that I took all this education, work all these beautiful companies, and in the end, I'm talking to some angels or, I don't know, dead relatives or <laughs> channeling messages. I thought they would just judge me and they would just tell I'm crazy. And because I was believing it so much, only the couple of people I shared that they were acting like I'm a bit crazy. And I realized I was not speaking my truth to anyone. But then, oh my God, why do I have a tirade? Of course you have it because your body is screaming, screaming the disease for you to look inside. So body is a direct, direct connection, direct connection. And the good news right now, there are so many. You can even Google it. When you have acne, just Google it. What's the meaning? When you have an elbow pain, just Google it. There are so many things that can give you the message of where to look. What is the issue? Because mm. all parts of our body are signaling different things. And when you find what is signaling, you can take pre-actions before having the disease because it never comes directly. Before my thyroid, I was had cold, like cord, I don't know how you say it, the sore throat for almost two years, but I didn't understand mm-hmm. it. You know, I didn't take the message. 
Yeah. And I think what you said is great. The fact that there are so many people, you know, talking about this work that, yes, you absolutely can Google this now. Like 10 years ago, I'm not really sure you could Google, why does my throat hurt? And someone be out there saying, you're not speaking your truth. Yeah. Yeah. And also even the corporate world. So when I was working in my corporate job, they made me, they asked me if I can do some mindfulness sessions. And one of the topic was neck, shoulder and back pain. And what it is telling us. And I was a bit scared because I'm like, I'm going to tell them it's about the connecting the source. If they have lower back, it means that if they have neck, they need to confront. So I was, but I said, okay, I need to be honest. This is what I'm going to share. It's a corporate setting. It's ranked as one of the best workshops ever. And <laughs> they made me do it three times afterwards, again and again for different audiences. So it just gives me such a big hope mm. that right now, even corporate world is ready for it. And when you're alone, like your colleagues are ready for it. Your family is ready for it. Uh, your friends are ready for it. There are so many podcasts like this one. You can get all the tips. You can get all the hints. So it's an amazing era where you can find the information. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So I am in the midst of embarking on a new path for myself um, in coaching, specifically around the menstrual cycle. And when you're talking about some of these things, like how your own journey was, like you felt scared to make the website and you weren't speaking your truth. I'm like, oh my God, seriously, the same, the same, right? (laughs) So how important is it to shift those mindsets when you are embarking on a new adventure like that? And are there some tools that you can offer folks who are listening to kind of help them with that? Yeah, so I think it's all about the inner game. <laughs> it's all about the inner game that's going to help you to do the outside work or that's going to help you to shift outside. So I can say 100%, check my website, read all the testimonials. Nobody says, Gül healed me. They all say, Gül helped me to heal myself because I do the inner work and these are the shifts that happened. Nobody says uh, that, oh my God, magically this happened. No, they're like, I realize this about my childhood. I realize this about my abuse story. I realize this about uh, my trauma. And after this, this happened. So the good news, it's on you <laughs> and it's, it's possible. And it's pretty simple, actually. And uh so especially in your situation, it's most about self-doubt, right? Because when you're building something new, uh, your inner voice or perfect voice, whatever you call it, is just attacking you. <laughs> you're not good enough. You're not uh, ready enough. There is something you're missing on things. So this side of you, in my experience, will always be there. So it's the better we make peace with this side and try to understand what is telling us. Because this side of you can be also the side of you that makes you resilient. Or this side of you can be the side of you that makes you to learn more and evolve more. So instead of being scared of it, I like to have a healthy conversation with that side. Send lots of light and say, come and speak to me. What do you want from me? Why are you anxious? Why are you bothering me so much? Is one way. So I like this kind of meditations where you send light to this side of you and it just talks to you what it wants. But for the self-doubt, it's again the emotions. So when you take the leap of faith once and follow the action, intuitive action, you see the results. So you just need to put it out there (laughs) so that you can see. To be honest, when I first started the healing, I was like, how am I going to say it to the client? They're going to think I'm crazy. I cannot say that. But I was hearing it 100% in the session because I'm very psychic. 
But I was so scared to put it out there because I thought, okay, they're going to even sue me if I say these things. But what happened is when I dared to say, it shifted everything because they were like, okay, this is nowhere on Google. This is nowhere on social media. How do you know this? I'm like, thank you. This is why we work. <laughs> then let's look at this memory. Mm-hmm. So when you know that it's coming from a place of love, it's coming from a place of serving, rather you take yourself out of the equation. Because when you're obsessed with yourself in the equation, you also carry all your fears, all your things. You just need to take yourself out of the equation. Why I really want to do that? What is my story? Why why you, I want to create it? I can do nothing about this, but what is my drive that is carrying me to do that? So this drive will help you to go back and do all this all this work. So find your drive and Put it as a mantra, <laughs> whatever you call it. I'm the light that helps other. I'm the because we all come here for different purpose. You need to find yours because yours will be the one who can hold you accountable. And let's face it, it's different for everyone. Some people want needs to work with children. Some people needs to work with animals. Some people needs to work with empowering women. Some people needs to be the CEO so that the little girl will look at them and say, wow, it's also possible for me. So that it's very important that you find your purpose in this life. Yeah, does it make sense? I think I go a bit too complex. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. I'm just sitting here like, oh my gosh, yes, letting that all wash over me. I, I can totally see why people work with you and, and get so much by working with you. You've mentioned a couple of times this whole like psychic connection of yours. Mm-hmm. I would love if you could kind of share how that came around. Like, how did you know that you were psychic or that you had this ability to channel? Yeah. So good. I didn't know, to be honest. <laughs> so it's very important if you're working on self-healing or awakening, you need to learn how you channel Okay. First, you need to understand how you change because we're all very different. Some people are more visuals. They can immediately go to the visual. They can visualize or they can see things. They can make the connection. When they close their eyes, when they meditate, they see the images. Some people are more, they're feeling it. They cannot explain, but they feel. And some people are more, they're hearing. I'm more on the hearing side. I hear things. When I first started, um, I was more feeling because I shut down my hearing sight 100%. Because when you're kids, you shut it down. If you're not raised in a family who are telling you to hug the trees, talk to nature, be friends with angels, you shut it down. So I, I shut it down as well. And when I started this journey, I worked on the third eye, the third eye, because third eye chakra represents to see beyond, to feel beyond. It's all about the intuition. So one by one, I worked on the limiting beliefs. Like if I hear, I would be so scared. Why would I be scared? Why am I scared? So then I need to go to my childhood memory where my mother literally took me to someone holy to close my psychic abilities. And she confessed it, by the way, afterwards. <laughs> she said, you were such a psychic kid. We had to take you to someone holy with prayers and etc. We shut it down because they wanted me to be normal, to fit the school system, which they did an amazing job, by the way. Oh I couldn't be where I am if I didn't get my education because of my country. I need to have the education to be where I sit now. And they did an amazing job, but I had to rediscover <laughs> And release all the fears. Because for some people, it depends on your religion. Maybe you're so scared to hear your intuition. 
So you need to work on limiting beliefs. And believe me, by practice, it evolves. So far, I didn't work with anyone, anyone who didn't improve their connection through just basic meditation, through just basic these kind of things. Just find out how, because how do you usually feel? Do you more like feel? Do you more like see or hear? Which one is yours? You know it. You know it by heart. The first thing. (laughs) Mine, I think, is it's like an inner knowing. But it's funny because... Like when I was with my ex-husband, I had, um, and this is going to get like personal TMI, I was viscerally allergic to his semen. My body was like allergic to him. And I had to take these like medicines to like let me be able to have sex with my husband. Now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that was literally your body saying like, this is not the one, this is not it. And I had this kind of like little feeling kind of in my chest, like kind of in my heart space that was like something's not right. And I didn't listen to it and I didn't listen to it. So now I look back hindsight's 2020 and I think, okay, do not let that happen again. Like if you start to feel things. So I think that's kind of where mine is. Yeah. Yeah. So you already know it because if you have inner knowing, it comes to your heart, right? You immediately touch your heart because inner knowing you just, it just comes to your heart because your heart knows what it is. And for anyone who's listening, if you have any allergy, just check what is irritating you in your life. <laughs> if you have something irritating, just just write a journal. What irritates you today? What is irritating me? Because allergies, again, they do the internal work. Outside work, uh, it just it just removes. I have on my website, you can check, it's Marta. Uh, I'm telling her name because she put her picture and her testimonial on my website. She had a very serious skin disease, which is like a elephant skin kind of allergy. And uh, we didn't work on our allergy. We worked on what was irritating her when allergies started. Mm. You know, we just we just work on that. Mm -hmm. What is irritating you that your skin is just trying to protect you layer by layer? Mm-hmm. So it's totally out of the mm. scope, but I just want to share because so many people are having allergies and they're taking so much allergy pills and allergy pills are the worst because they make you so sleepy. <laughs> they play with your hormones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you Absolutely. know inner knowing, well, you just work on it to, to improve it a little bit because, and it comes by time. When I first heard, I lost my mind. I said, I'm not ready. Shut it down. I was so scared, to be honest. I was alone practicing at home. I practiced almost three months to hear clearly. When I first heard it, I was so scared, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I reworked them again, reworked them again. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because having an inner knowing is very internal, right? Like, And I think that's almost like if we're talking about the acceptableness of these psychic abilities, just knowing in yourself is something that a lot of people talk about. But hearing... People talk about that as like a mental illness, right? Mm-hmm. If you're really getting into the big extremes. So it would make total sense to me. And I think anybody listening that you would be freaked out if that suddenly started. But I love that you just kind of mentioned the fact that like everybody has this ability to channel in some way, shape or form. And if you let go of the fear and really think about, you know, what that could be, it's where kind of healing lies. Yeah, yeah. And I always like to refer here to Louise Hay. In her book, she always tells about the affirmations. It's like planting 
like tomato seeds. You don't eat the tomato the first day, right? You just plant it, you give water, you wait, then something green comes up, you don't eat it again. <laughs> you give more water, you wait until the tomato is there. So for me, uh, improving this kind of psyching abilities is the same. You work on it, you know it's going to work. You do it's in the first time you do a meditation, you don't hear them clearly, but when you do it hundred times, you start to hear them clearly. So I think it's really, really important that sometimes we spend all days on doing the physical actions or we want to, we spend so much time on different aspects of our life, but we give so little time on spirituality or, or working on ourselves. Then we want results in one day, but I change all the aspects of my life in three years, but not in one year, okay? If I focused in one year, probably mm-hmm. I wouldn't change anything. But when we couldn't see the results, we give up so easily. This is why I don't work on and off with people. I stopped working on and off with people after seeing the results of six or seven people. Just I was in the very beginning, and I was no one to trust myself, by the way. But I realized the ones who were a bit more continuous, they were improving because they were doing the work. So just give yourself some mm-hmm. time. <laughs> and so do you think it's possible to be fully healed from some of these things we've talked about? Or is it something that you're going to have to work on your whole life? So in terms of disease, um, if you usually find a trigger, you, 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 you're you healed. But things like... so. It, it all de- depends on what you're asking. If you're asking, like, will you have support issues? Yeah. Will you have fears? Yes. Will you have anxiety? For sure. Are you going to be angry? Yes. I really don't like, I always say, if somebody's saying, I'm very calm, I never get angry, let me help you like your guru, run away. They're just liars because we are human on a human journey. Otherwise, we would be angels. Considering we are not, <laughs> we need all the emotions. So you need to be angry sometimes to transform, right? There is no reason to act like I am like divine. I never feel angry or I never feel anxious because we're on a human journey. And everything helps you to transform one level more. Everything helps you to transform to something different. Last year, when I was running my online group program, I got a call from my gynecologist. And he said my smear results were not okay. And they called me for biopsy. And I got it. And then they told me I need a little operation. And I said, do I have time? Yeah, you have six months. I said, okay. Then I went and I worked on the sacral chakra, on the feminine issue. (laughs) Because for me, in my own journey, for me, the heart was the biggest because divorce hurt my heart more than anywhere. So first I needed to work on my heart to to open my heart to love again. Then I manifested my soulmate. Then we get married. And I thought everything was amazing. (laughs) Boom, (laughs) the bias results. Okay, everything is not amazing. You have a little bit issue. But what happened is when I tried to heal it myself, I find out amazing techniques. I'm like, I have to teach it. Then it created a course. You know, now I'm going to teach it. But I... I wouldn't actually try to teach it if I didn't go through myself. It would not even come to my mind that such kind of physical activities can awaken your feminine energy. But it started with a struggle. Mm -hmm. So it's good that we have struggles. (laughs) That side of you is there to help you on your transformation. When you're fully awakened, like I call it like Jesus, you go to the other side. It's good to be here. 
I love that. How can people work with you? You've mentioned a couple of things that you, um, you know, that one course you just mentioned, and then the fact that like you do like to work with people continuously. So do you have anything coming up that folks can join you in? Yeah. So there are two ways of working with me right now. As energy is changing, I'm also changing how I work. But um, one is I work one-to-one with people, but it's a very intimate journey and I take limited number of people because I'm quite psychic. I send them messages over and over sometimes. I start channeling with them. And it's a journey where we look at also the past life. We have the Akashic Record side of it. We have the childhood trauma of it. So it's an intimate journey for almost four months together. Um, we work on... Mm-hmm heavy deep healing where you kind of cry your heart out but but you transform you transform the other way i do only two times a year an online healing program where it is um to awaken rise so it's a transformational journey for three months again <laughs> not not a short time for three months to rediscover you but i am upset with self-healing so this course is designed to help you to find the structure to take clear action steps so that you can improve your connection and you can be your own healer. So you know how to move when anxiety hits you. You know how to move when you need to do forgiveness because let's face forgiveness, forgiving your mom and forgiving your boss are two different topics. You cannot use the same tools. They're not gonna work. They cut all the cords with your mom. You all, you have the cord. So you need to work on something else. This one, I teach it on a group container for, again, three months. And this time, I'm doing something different. I'm starting in mid-November, when the days are darker, until Feb, until mid-Feb. Because my guides were guiding me. I don't know what's going to happen in January and February. We're going to live and learn. I think for people who are waking, for people who know there is something more, the days can be a little bit more struggle. (laughs) So this is why I'm running it also through the new year when the days are darker. I think when the days are darker, we, Mm. we turn back to inside. But my techniques are for the people who like to work on themselves. Like it's all about the self. I'm obsessed with the self. I'm obsessed with shifting the internal. Oh, that's so exciting. All right. So I will put links to your course in the show notes because I know it's going to open in a week. And that is very exciting. How can people connect with you in other ways? Social media, your website, things like that. Yeah. So um, I share, I write newsletters on a weekly basis. By what's happening in my life. If I read a book I'm inspired, I read about it. If I realize something on that week, because in some weeks there are so much commonalities in the sessions, I'm like, whoa, okay, I need to write about this topic. So I write weekly newsletters. You need to just sign up for my newsletter. This is some I do full moon meditations, these are all free. We meditate together. Anything about me you learn through my newsletters. And uh, you need to just sign up. To sign up, you can either sign up from my website or you can just download one of my free meditations and we sign you up for it. And you can also follow me on social media. My name is quite hard, Gül Sönmez. <laughs> my newsletter is I share everything there. And I will put links to that in the show notes too. Gul, this was beautiful and I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Oh. That was seriously the most magical conversation, guys. And like I said before, after we finished this and I stopped recording, she channeled some stuff for me. She had some messages for me. I was crying. And I just can't say enough about this woman. I felt 
changed within myself after talking to her. And I hope that you feel changed in a great way after listening to this episode. You can connect with her on her website, purposefulvibes.com. She's also on Instagram. I'll put the links in the show notes below. Again, she has that three-month course that's starting next week. I'll put a link to it if you feel called to find out more. You can also sign up for her newsletter where she writes all about her life and she gives these really amazing little intuitive hits. So yeah, connect with Ghoul if you feel so called. You can connect with me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within Podcast. Shoot me an email at the Light Within Podcast at gmail.com. Continue supporting this podcast by downloading it, sharing it with friends, leaving it a rating, reviewing it. And seriously, if this episode spoke to you, please, please share it with someone that you feel could benefit from it as well. Remember, there's no light without darkness but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.